800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. I will get to your calls momentarily, but there there seems to be, it's this, for some people, very easy ability to just point the finger at Israel or point the finger at the Jewish people and say it's their fault. Why has that become so easy when we just saw a terrorist organization march into Israel and slaughter people, slaughter babies, children, rape women, drag them through the streets, kill the elderly? How how did we arrive at that point? And when you start looking at the history of, of the Jewish people, they have been through the ringer. Jeffrey Weidlinger is a professor of Judaic Studies at the University of Michigan and joins us. Professor, it's good to have you. Um, What is it? Why is it so easy for some people to pile onto the Jews in this situation? Yeah, uh, these are obviously difficult times for all of us. And, you know, we're seeing some familiar tropes coming up here. Yeah. Uh, Anti-Jewish sentiment is, you know, one of the longest hatreds. It's often called the the longest hatred. Uh, You know, it originates in Christian Europe and really became endemic to Christian Europe in much the same way that, you know, we sometimes talk about racism as being systemic, endemic in the United States. And similarly, anti-Semitism was formative in the creation of Christian Europe. You know, Christianity emerged as a saw itself as superseding Judaism, saw itself as replacing Judaism. And the presence of Jews in Christian Europe uh, bothered many Christians who saw them as relics of the past. Um, over time, Jews started to be blamed for really anything that uh, Christians saw that was problematic, you know, ranging from the Black Plague uh, in the 17th century to early, even earlier, to communism and capitalism, uh, democracy was blamed on Jews, liberalism was blamed on Jews. Uh, there was this notion that Jews were responsible for all of the world's evils, um, even though Jews constitute just 0.2% of the global population. What is it, what, what, from a historical perspective, those, you, you talked about some of those tropes are coming back. What 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 are you what are you seeing now that maybe you've seen replay itself in history? Yeah, I think whenever the world is in a in, is at a crossroads and people are looking for easy answers to what the problem is, there's a tendency and has long been a tendency to blame it on the Jews. You know, as I said, the Jews are zero point two percent of the global population. Um, but they have been influential. Jews, uh, individual Jews, have been successful in a variety of realms, owing to education, social cohesion, um, cultural attributes for a variety of reasons. And there's a tendency to ascribe everything to the Jews for people who are looking for easy answers. Um, this comes about, you know, again, when the world is at a crossroads. World War One. Uh, was followed by terrible anti-Jewish pogroms, by violence against Jews. About 100,000 Jews were killed in Eastern Europe in anti-Jewish violence, much like the type of violence that we saw in Israel over the weekend. Uh, World War II also um, was blamed on the Jews by the Nazis, um, who utilized these tropes 
to ascribe all of their problems to Jews. You know, this comes from one of the very earliest accusations against Jews is that they were responsible for the killing of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Roman Empire was the most powerful empire that the world had ever seen. And yet there was a belief that behind that empire, the people who were really pulling the strings were the Jews. And we see that same belief in, say, the Russian Revolution, that behind that revolution, behind these huge movements, the people who are really pulling the strings are the Jews, simply mm -hmm. because there may have been a couple of Jews who were involved. And so the entire Jewish community is uh, blamed for any perceived wrong. Yeah, but painting with a broad brush. I, 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 I look at what the president said yesterday in his address um, and, and I thought he said the right things in terms of supporting Israel is the worry here that if the United States doesn't doesn't support Israel, that all of those tropes, all of those you know, stereotypes, if you will, um, and, and all of those old you know, lessons learned it, it, that that those are validated in some sense. Yeah, my guess is that they may spread in either case. Any time that Israel, which is the Jewish state, responds to anything, uh, the Jews as a whole are blamed for the actions of that government, um, which obviously we don't do for other people. You know, we don't persecute uh, Russians because of crimes that the Russian state has mm -hmm. committed. Um, and of course, not all Jews are Israelis and not all Israelis are Jews. Um, I will note that many Muslims were killed as well in the massacre on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, they were killed for being Israelis, not for being Jews. Um, which gets me, you know, the massacre on Saturday is in some ways resembles an anti-Semitic massacre. But also, I do think it's important to remember that the Palestinian-Israeli conflict is not really about anti-Semitism. It's about two people with legitimate claims to the same piece of land. and. We all recognize that since these two people have legitimate claims to the same piece of land, it has to end with them either dividing the land or sharing the land. And that's hopefully where at some point we will, leave, we will be going. Where anti-Semitism comes into play is that Hamas utilizes the tropes of anti-Semitism in order to gain European and Western support. And in order to rile up their constituents. Yeah, and, 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 and making sure that you're feeding the machine to a certain extent. Jeffrey Weidlinger, professor of Judaic studies at, at the University of Michigan. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and shedding some light on this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. 800-859-0957. It's an interesting thing I've seen, whether it's on social media or at these rallies. There, there is a very anti-Semitic vibe to to a lot of this and i i just it, it it is it is very interesting to me steve is in southfield he's got some thoughts what's up steven yeah so i i'd like to say that even setting aside anti-semitic claims or or the like if you take a look at what a humane society is like a humane society protects its people takes them out of harm's way a barbaric society pushes people in harm's way to make political statements Israel flies their people out of harm's way. Russia, they did it. They, they, when they were persecuted in Russia, they pulled them out in Ethiopia and other oppressive environments. The Palestinians, if all these years they, they are being oppressed by the Israelis and in harm's way, 
all the brothers in all these Arab countries that are complaining about Israel should be pulling them out of harm's way. Instead, they're using them as, as shields, political and otherwise, to, to um, make a political claim. And they have no care for the Palestinians because if they really did, they would pull them out. If Hamas, if Hamas is the problem and there are innocent Palestinians, do Correct. what you can to get them out of there. Correct. And we have seen that that is a, 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 a trait of a terroristic organization. They utilize innocent they utilize civilians, and they they will oftentimes set up shop around innocent people because they're less of a target. Now, they're not less of a target, but they are less likely to be targeted in that location because there are there are innocent lives around. And you're right. And I've said it today. I will continue to say it. I've been saying it all week. Just because people in Gaza and and the and the prevailing government agency is Hamas this terrorist organization doesn't mean that that Palestinians are terrorists 800-859-0957 got to take a break Tim Wahlberg next on JR afternoon